You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language. Yeah, man, how you doing? I'm doing real good. Let's go right into this thing. I like to get our pleasantries on tape. Billy, you're there, right? We're going to go in five. Yeah, I got you. Four, three, two. Well, boys, we're back live. We're recording on a Thursday. It's a we normally record on on Wednesday night or Thursday, so it's it's, it's not out of the ordinary. But there is nothing ordinary about what we're doing right here today. We have no race to preview. Uh, no 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 honest to God NASCAR race to preview this weekend. We do have a race to preview though. Easy the, there. I, yeah, I don't want to get you know. You know what's funny, Billy Bradley? <laughs> Everybody who gave me shit about that stupid me saying I don't like. Have you, have you? I don't like iRacing because I'm not going to watch it. I'd rather play it. Billy, have you seen my um, my 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 picture for my Twitter handle? Have you seen it? Do you know what it is by chance? Can you recall it off the top of your head? Uh, you have a headset on, and me knowing you, you're probably playing PUBG at that point of the yeah. I'm literally playing a fucking video game in my fucking uh, Twitter picture. I'm playing a video game. I've had a Twitch account for five fucking years. For people to laugh at me because I'm not giving iRacing a chance is absolutely fucking dumb as hell. Um, But we do have an iRace this weekend, and somebody asked me on Twitter earlier, hey, Dado, are you going to park your uh, virtual sloppy yellow in the virtual infield and uh, make a virtual bacon bomb? And I'm like, well, I'm going to save a virtual (laughs) shit ton of cash because I'm not going to do any of that. Um, I'm going to watch a race on TV. We're all going to talk about it, and we're going to look at it and that sort of thing. But we are living in the most interesting times of, of, I believe, probably all of our lives. We haven't ever had to do anything like this. And when you read the numbers of just how – um, you know, I, and just give you a little bit of, of uh, so everybody can understand what we're all going through across the country. Um, in Dallas, Texas, the, the COVID virus has hit us hard. We have, um, right now, we have a documented 300 and I think 33, 303 cases we have documented of, of, of COVID, and we've had 10 deaths, um, which is right yeah. on par with, with where they're at. Wow. That's what it says. But the yeah. thing about, yeah, go ahead. I have a question about that. Is that yeah. in the like you, what'd you say, Dallas County, right? Yes, Dallas County. Is that okay? So is, is that I mean, does the city of Dallas encompass most of that county, or is there a a lot no. of Dallas County? Like I'm, no, I'm gonna tell you right I'm now. Trying to, that's a great I'm question. trying to get a feel for like it sounds like the the bigger cities are obviously getting hit harder because of more people being in contact with more people. That's my assumption. Rob, you you hit the nail on the head. Dallas County, well, and, and this is an interesting stat that absolutely fucking floored me. Okay, um, Dallas County, which is a very large county here in Dallas, we have so we have forty three hundred total hospital beds in Dallas County. Four thousand three hundred of those, only four hundred are ICU beds. If this virus, with no containment whatsoever, okay, we just go about our daily lives. If this virus goes without shelter in place, without social distancing, without limiting stores to 10 people, within two weeks, over 75,000 people will need a hospital bed. And Dallas County has 4,300 total hospital beds. So, and that, that 75,000 represents 7%. That 75,000 is 7% of Dallas County. We, Dallas County has wow. there's there's almost eight million or there's almost seven million people in Dallas County itself. So it, there is no way an absolute there, there's just no way possible we could possibly care for seventy five thousand patients that would need a damn hospital bed. So fact of the matter is when you look at it as stuff like that and it hits you right in your home. You know when it's happening in China, that's one thing. When it's happening in Italy. That's one thing. When it's happening in, in England, okay, that's one thing. Well, when it's happening in America, that was even one thing to happen in New York City. I don't live in New York City, but when it happens in Dallas County, when it happens right there in, right. in Concord, North Carolina, when it happens right there in Virginia, um, it starts to hit home. And when you hear the, just how prevalent this thing, you know we are absolutely doing the right thing. 
the, the smart thing is to get this thing contained, to slow it way the hell down. You got to do it. You got to flatten the curve and all that. It will work. It's going to take some time, but we've never gone through anything like this. Not, I mean, our, our parents haven't gone through anything like this. Now their parents went through something like this, but we, there's, there's no, there's, there's really no wrong ways to get through these days, but there's certainly some, um, there, there's certainly some some worse ways to get through this. Practicing social distance and all that stuff is 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 very fun, uh, or, or not very fun, but we just we just have to do it. And and I know this weekend, uh, believe it or not, for the race, Billy Bradley. And I said I would watch it. You know, I would watch I racing when it was the only thing on. But when there's anything else on, I'm not going to. I'm going to smoke a brisket this weekend. And I'm going to try to get back to a little bit of normalcy. I mean, finally we got 1 p.m. Uh, starts Billy Bradley. It took eye racing to get NASCAR to realize. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> start, right? <laughs> one thing we can take out of this is these 1 p.m. starts. I would hope. And yeah. I'm going to I'm going to dedicate <laughs> my Sunday and watch it. I mean, I've done said I'm going. It's on Fox, the big boy channel this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Well, it did so well on on FS1 that they were like, hey, this, we're dumb not putting this thing on Fox. This is exactly what we're going to do. Now, now this is what I want to hear. Rob Lopes, um, I, you're, I got a, a ton of questions, so uh, buckle up, son. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to be on the, on the firing line here in just a second. But you are oh, a – for 25 years, you've been on the track on Sundays. For 25 right. years. And all of a sudden now, two Sundays in a row – you're at home during racing season. We talked about it Make earlier it three. this week. It's uh, yeah, this would be free. It's absolutely crazy for you. What are you going to do this Sunday? Are you going to watch the race like a like a like a normal fan would? I mean, you've not done that before in your entire life. How does it feel to to do something like this? Um, very odd. Uh, but like you were saying, there's this is something that none of us have ever experienced. And it, the fact that our sport has the capability to actually do something like this and engage the, the, the drivers in this and still have everybody, you know, shelter in place and all that. And the, and everybody that goes into it, iRacing, Fox Sports, NASCAR, everybody, that gives us as race fans something to connect with yeah and will i watch it sure because it's entertaining mm-hmm. um i saw and i haven't listened to it and that's my fault uh but i saw something about i saw i guess it was dale jr's podcast or whatever uh they i guess they played some of the chatter between the drivers yeah. yep because and, and you made me think of this is that headset on you're you're playing a video game well i know some of these games that that play, you have a headset and you're playing like first person shooter games in this game and that mm-hmm. game, and you play against the other people. Well, you can talk to these people you're playing against and playing with, correct? Yes, that's correct. Well, I guess iRacing is the same thing. So I think it's interesting, or it would be interesting to hear some of that, mm-hmm. uh, per- perhaps even within the broadcast, although, you know, that, that can be sketchy in itself. Well, yeah. but at the same token, yeah. everybody can, you know, they play radio chatter. You can sit in the stands and you can listen to any driver and you hear what you hear. Mm-hmm. But I think that's uh, there's some entertainment there as well because these cats are sitting in their living room being yeah. competitive or yeah. sitting in their garage or whatever. So I I just I think it's a cool thing. Yes, I'm going to watch it, uh, and I think it's going to be fun. Well, I can't wait to talk to you uh, Sunday night after the race to find out what Rob Lopes the the the, the race fan. Uh, I mean, because we we. One of my most interesting um, uh, pods that we've ever done is when Rob Lokes, the race fan, Billy Bradley, went to um, the drag strip, you know, with the um, yeah. with the with the Napa boys and 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 experiencing, you know, listening to the Rob get excited about. I mean, hell, we all get excited about listening to Rob talk about fucking changing tires and and looking at the wear and 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 all this kind of stuff, and and to hear Rob, uh, an industry professional, get excited about something is was super interesting. I can't wait to to hear 
um, Rob, your thoughts after the race on Sunday. But let, let's let's go straight into the business side of this thing. Uh, there's lots of company. Uh, it, it's come out now that uh, many of the NASCAR sponsors are withholding payments because there's nothing being produced, and uh, rightfully so. That's part of their, you know, that, that's 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 written in their contract. That sort of thing. Uh, many companies are laying off employees. They're slashing um, supervisory um, um, salaries. You know, uh, NASCAR did it across the board. They cut everybody. I think 20 percent. Um, and encourage them to use, you know, vacation day a week, maybe to make up for, you know, that 20% or whatever. Rob, are you able to talk about what's happening there at, at Rouse Penway? Can you talk in general about what maybe some of the, the race teams and the shops are doing here in this time as we know we're not going to race at least until, you know, sometime in April and maybe May? What, what's May? You shed some light there to us. Well, I, uh, I'll talk in general about it. Okay. Um, I think – all the teams are trying to do their very best as far as being prepared for when we get kicked back off. Mm-hmm. I think the teams are also trying to do their very best to protect their people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ralph Fenway is, has had small groups of people going into the shop doing some, uh, some yeah. prep work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have they have they Right, exactly. And they have spoken to the road, like they're trying to keep the road guys, at least at this point, they've kept the road guys away from the shop. Sure. And that, I think that that measure is twofold. One, we've been out and about, and we've been out on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. and we were out there for three weeks. And that's right about the time all this stuff started. Mm -hmm. So I think there's probably some underlying concern with us. And if you keep us isolated, yeah. If there's anything wrong with any of us, you're not you're not hurting anyone else within the company or anything else. Yeah. I think that's an underlying mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the coin is road guys for the most part in season are final prep. Gotcha. Well, since there is no final prep right now, there's no need to have us there right now. Yeah. And Ralph Fenway is looking after us, and they are staying in contact with us. Obviously, the longer this thing drags out, I'm sure there will be some financial measures that have to be taken. Yeah. Um, they, they are looking after us for the moment. And I am fully prepared, as I hope the rest of the industry is. And I'm sure that this is not just happening. This is not just Ralph Fenway. This is every, every team, every organization within the sport. They want to protect their people. They want to keep their people. Um, and you, I, I, I really think that this is a measure that they are going to do everything they can to make sure that their people can survive, make mm-hmm. sure their people will stay, will stay with them and not say, okay, well, I have to go do something different, and I'm bailing. Yeah. And you might see some of that. There, you might see some new faces <laughs> come back because there might be guys or gals that say, hey, you know what, I got this job at this construction company building houses or running heavy equipment or something like that, yeah. and they're paying me pretty well, and I'm going to get my weekends off, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Right. So th- there's a lot going on there. Uh, Roush Fenway has been in contact with all the team guys mm-hmm. and have said, you know, hey, we're going to – We'll, we're going to see how things go, and we might start bringing you back in on alternating days and small groups to do a little work here and there, just to try to rotate people in to keep us to keep us involved, to keep us sane. Um, but you know, it's this is a if there's ever been a fluid situation for the entire country, this is it. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it certainly sounds like. Um... You know, we're the, the human element really comes into into play big time right here. A couple of years ago, you were laid off from where you were. You had to go, yep. you know, do some searching and that sort of thing. Now we're talking about, you know, families trying to get along. And when at the end of the day, you know, NASCAR is a big family and and they take care of each other. But when something like this takes happens, you got to do what you got to do to make enemies, don't you, bud? Yeah, exactly. You know, and not. I, I I see exactly what Rob's saying, but I'm gonna speak on it as a fan on the fan side. I see that, that all these teams are saying, guys, we can't afford to uh, let these guys go and not get paid because 
once this thing kicks off, you're talking about, I mean, if we say if it's May, if we race May, how many races will that be? Uh, eight total we've missed? Yes. You're looking to two to three races sometimes a week that these guys, the road crews, they're not coming home. They're going to be following, they're going to be bringing all their shit for seven, nine-day trips. So yeah. I think the teams are looking at the big picture versus, not that this coronavirus isn't a, the bigger picture, but they're looking at it as on their side of, we can't afford to lose these guys. We've got too much invested in them. Billy, um, I'm glad Rob That's a solid point, Billy. That's a solid point. Um, as I'm looking at the totality of this situation, last week, three million people in America, new three million new people in America filed for unemployment. In Texas, yep. two weeks ago, two weeks ago, these are honest to God's facts. Two weeks ago, there were three thousand new um, uh, requests for unemployment benefits in the state of Texas. state of Texas is fucking huge. 3,000 two weeks ago. This week, there was 153,000. We've gone up 5,000% in two weeks from 3,000 to 153,000. That's only going to get worse. Wow. We have put social distance. I mean, we've got every – Collin County – uh, Denton County, Tarrant County, Dallas County, and in, in, in North Texas, that's Fort Worth, that's Denton, that's McKinney, Plano, that is Dallas. Okay, those cities comp- comprise about 15 million people. Okay, those are Dallas, Fort Worth, pretty close together, but that's about 15 million people. Um, we have shelter in place now in all four of those counties. You are essential work only. My guys are essential work. We're allowed to get out and get moved and all that kind of stuff, but they are literally stopping people. They're not, they're not responding to burglaries, Billy. They are responding, right. though, to people out walking around in, in groups of more than four. And they're asking people. I know several people who yesterday were going to work and got stopped to make sure that they were essential. And I, I appreciate that on the one hand, but let's, let's be bluntly fucking honest here. You cannot have that many people out of work and then expect all the fans to run straight back to NASCAR races, it's not going to happen. It's absolutely yeah. not going to happen like we, we think it is. In fact, the matter is, what we all need At least to not do, in the stands. At least not in the stands. Yeah, it, exactly. At least not in the stands. So if I were NASCAR right fucking now, if I was NASCAR, I would already have a plan in place to figure out how we can somehow make up for that. You know, the stuff that um, I'm not a big fan of um, Haley Deegan, but when she did the vir- when she signed the screenshot and sent it back, you know that sort of thing, I thought that was great. Uh-huh. That's, that's thinking outside the box. NASCAR better get up on the tip, and they better figure out how they're going to do this. Because fact of the matter, the 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 TV trends were soaring, Billy. The mm-hmm. TV viewership was going straight back up. This is a very dangerous time in the sport as far as I'm concerned because let's look at 2021. If they bring this fucking car on, and I'm sure they're talking about it, Billy, but this car is already going to, before this, that car alone was going to decimate the cash flow of every team in that garage. There's talks of every car being, you know, three to $500,000. You're going to have to have, you know, 10, 12 of those cars in the shop uh, I mean, Rob Lopes, how, how many cars you got in the shop for the for the sixteen? Do you have, do you have ten cars? Oh, every bit of ten. Okay, so we have, we, we have more. We have we have more than ten cars in our rotation, yeah. and that's uh, and even like and we're not the only team that has done it anymore. It used to be back in the day, you know, you rotated your cars from the nose of the trailer as far as backup cars. Yeah, yeah. To primaries. Well, mm-hmm. the trend has led to okay, we have a dedicated backup car for intermediates. We have a dedicated backup car for short tracks. We have a dedicated backup car for super speedways. Right. Well, and that kind of helps cut down on your that, – that, that kind of helps ease your, ease your minimum car count. Sure. The, the thing that I just thought about with that comment you made as far as this car, you know, this new Gen 7 car that's coming mm-hmm. out in, in 2021 is with everything going on, see, we were supposed to start getting these cars. Yes. Teams were supposed to start taking delivery on chassis and all this yep. stuff mm-hmm. in June mm-hmm. yeah. of this year. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now with everything on hold, yep. my question is, is what happened to this? What happens to all these parts that are supposed to be being made and all these components that are supposed to be being made and all this stuff that's supposed to be being done and all the development on this car that's supposed to be happening yeah. through NASCAR, for the organizations, et cetera, what happens now? Because now, like uh, Billy brought up, we are going to run two races a week and doubleheader shows at some places, and who knows how we're going to do this and, and fit our season in which I think it's extremely doable, depend, you know, if we are on schedule as far as getting back in May. Now, if we don't get back till July, it's going to be a stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that, that, depends on, that depends on the public. That doesn't exactly. depend on NASCAR. That depends on the public. Billy, go ahead. What so does that, you have? Go ahead, Billy. I'm sorry. Roz, you were talking about that as a fan. If that if we're not ready to bring that new car up and we just got it half assed, we don't bring it next year. We don't put a product that they've not had time to get all the testing in that they have been working their ass off on all throughout the year till this fire is hit. If it's not ready, we just say, Hey guys, it's not ready, we're gonna put it off another year. We can't put a bad product on the track right now to save the sports in. Billy, I that that's the smart business decision, Billy. That that would be the smart thing. Well, I think NASCAR right. sure. is is trending that way because I saw Steve O'Donnell say um, in an interview the other day, I think it was with Nate Ryan. I, I, that may not be correct, but I, I think it was with Nate Ryan. He said, or it might have been Jenna Fryer, one of those two um, was talking to uh, Steve, uh, Steve O'Donnell about this. Steve said, we've talked to our suppliers. We've talked to the people that, you know, RCR is, you know, they've got the car, they're building the prototype. He said, right now, this this was as of earlier this week, so we're recording this on um, the 26th of March on Thursday. This was, I think, on Tuesday. And he said that we are still currently on track, and if we are on track, we are rolling this car out in 2021. If that changes, we will adjust as needed. My guess is is that that is going to change. And I'm going to say this right now. The fans don't have the disposable income it's going to take to unbelievably support what we got going on right now. If this thing goes another couple of weeks, they're not going to be able to do this shit anyways. What would have been nice is if we'd have had this stuff ready, then the teams could have been working on these cars now while nobody was doing anything, maybe isolate a couple of them do here and there. But that's not going to happen. That's not going to be the case. I severely or sincerely think that we are going to push this into 2022 because if we don't, I think what NASCAR is going to have to look at is, hey, our fan base is hurting money-wise. We're hurting money-wise. Why would we want to make Roush Fenway take 10 cars at a minimum of $300,000 apiece, at $3 million upgrade right there, to start brand new, fresh, over? There's going to be maybe some turnover, as Rob you know, indicated, you know, there's going to people going to probably lose some jobs in the fab shop, you know, that sort of thing anyway. So it makes perfect sense from the outside looking in that maybe we want to wait till 2022. And I believe NASCAR is on, is on the same page. They, they definitely want it to come out because they've got contracts in place, all these other things. But if they can't get this stuff rolled out until July, August, we're, we're hoping and praying that Rob and the boys are so damn busy running two races a week. And they ain't got time to mess with that stuff. And I think that's a, a pretty smart decision. Um, Rob, and, and as you understand it, as we go to the, you know, the carbon fiber or, or the molded, you know, chassis or whatever, the, the parts, I, I, I assume that there's going to be some fab guys that are going to lose their job. You have any, can you quantify that at all? Or is everybody going to be able to keep their job? How do you, how do you see that uh, transitioning? Um, well, before I get into that, I just wanted to, back up on one of Billy's points, and that was as far as rolling the product out in 2021. I don't think, I think it's a better move to, like you guys, like you were just talking about, Dan, to back up that rollout and that massive change that's going to occur in our sport for a year that, rather than debut a less than satisfactory and a less than excellent product. And I think any business person anywhere would say, yes, I would rather stay with the old model for another year than debut a new model that is un that is less than satisfactory. I, I, yeah. To me, 
and and I'm I mean there are people that are much smarter than me as far as running this show and making these decisions mm-hmm. that I you know I think business people in general good business people in general would agree that hey yeah. you're better off having something tried and true out there to get things back you know get things back flowing again before you bring out something that's less than satisfactory yeah. now and yeah. to answer your other question well let me, let me just interject uh, right right here Rob I appreciate that. I mean, as a guy who's been in the garage for 25 years, um, uh, Billy and I both know <laughs> um, oftentimes the uh, – I, I don't want to call you a grunt, but, but the guys on the, gr- on, on the front line, they know things that are going to happen way before that they're ever announced. So I, I appreciate you um, throwing that in there because i I got to believe that you're correct on that, uh, Rob. But, okay, now please continue. Go ahead. Okay, as, as far as personnel and what this car means to that, Yes, there are going to be several organizations that will be cutting their workforce in various ways. Mm-hmm. A lot of it will be in the fabrication department, obviously the chassis department, because now there are every organization out here that has a chassis department, which is all your big teams, yeah. Roush, Stuart Haas, mm-hmm. RCR, Gibbs, Hendrick. everybody, Hendrick, everybody are building their own stuff. Yeah. They build their chassis from the tubing rack. Yep. Well, with these chassis being mass-produced by one supplier, all of a sudden, all those chassis builders yeah. are not needed, unfortunately. Now, yeah. I think what you'll see some of these teams do is re, retrain some of these people and mm-hmm. have them move into different positions. Uh, you will see a lot of these body hangers. You don't – and the, the really messed up part about it is is this was this started with the bodies before they even came to this composite body, yeah. to this snap-together car, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because when you started going to stamped pieces, you took away a lot of the craftsmanship. Yeah. And I'm talking, there's one, there's one tool that's in the shop, and I don't know if you guys know what this is or not. There's one tool in the shop that I always thought was the coolest thing to watch being used, and that was the English wheel. And watch these fabricators, these body hangers, Bend. shape fenders yeah. and shape quarters, yeah. and and I mean roll shape into take a flat piece of steel and roll it into what almost looked like a symbol from a drum set, and it just be mm-hmm. smooth as glass and have just the perfect shape and it fit just like that was an art to me. Yeah, and that fell by the wayside when we started stamping these cards. Which okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So you already saw a small hit there. Well, now you're going to see a little bit bigger hit to these guys that are on the body side and the chassis side because now all of a sudden it is a composite body that gets fitted together. There's only one way it's going to go together. There's going to be very little wiggle room in the way these components are put together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot, a lot of change. The sport, again, will shrink personnel-wise. So, and, and that's, and the really sad part about it is if you couple these two together, now you're looking at, okay, we're taking a big hit financially, economically now, not only as a sport, but as a country, as people in there. And now, come yeah. a year from now, these, these guys that have been doing all they can to prepare for what's coming in 2021, now don't even have the opportunity to prepare. Yeah. Because now they're not socking away money. They're not yep. cranking out overtime right now and so, and just living bare bones and putting money away and looking for other spots to go, you know, looking for something else to do because they see the writing on the wall. They don't even have that opportunity now because now they're going to they, – unfortunately, they're going to have to start dipping into that savings account to feed their families and to pay their mortgages and to pay their power bill. Yeah. That's, that is the deep underlying thing within the sport. But, it's, but here again, it's not just the sport. This is yeah. nationwide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's really what, you know, again, talking in the totalitarianism of, of what we got going on here, it, 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 you, can, you can, you know, hone in and, and draw, the, draw the scope back tight, and you can see exactly you know, how it's affecting each and every community. I, I just, a, a friend just texted me while I'm on the phone here in Ellis County, which is where I live, which is, I literally live about six miles from the Dallas County line. So I am just 
outside of Dallas County. Um, we have 30 cases of, of COVID here in Ellis County, and we're largely uh, – I mean, there's some, some bigger cities here that maybe have, you know, 50,000, 60,000 in it. One may be pushing 100,000, but that's it. we got one, you know, one or two big cities in it. The rest of them are little tiny towns. And the fact of the matter is, and it's not like everybody's getting tested. We don't have enough test kits to test everybody. And, and, you know, that we've got 30 here. We all know that that means that there's more than 30 here. Um, yeah. And so as yeah, we, I think it's a possibility, yeah. Go ahead, Billy. Yeah, here, here we just got our first case confirmed. You know, in Southwest Virginia, that did that, there's 460 total in the yeah. state of Virginia, and Southwest Virginia, there's 61. All 60 of those were travel related outside the United yeah. States. Just got the one that that you know where the virus is starting to spread. So there's just one confirmed case that the guy had, guy or girl, whatever hadn't traveled outside the United States. So we know it's here and it's starting to spread. So just like you said, you gotta you gotta be smart. You have to be smart and the fact of the matter is we all want I mean literally we all want um you know we, we, we there's a delicate balance here. We have an economy that we absolutely cannot flop. It would be wrong for us to not can work on the economy the same time that we are working on on ridding, uh, you know, COVID out of our out of our country, there has to be you, you got to go down both paths. Obviously, you, you don't want to spread this thing um, because a lot of people are just flat out going to die. Uh, it's just going to happen, and we're we're trying to avoid that. But you absolutely can't run the entire country into uh, the Great Depression. So there's got to be you know give and take. We're all learning as we as we go through this. But the fact of the matter is, you know. Um, we're now a couple, three weeks, you know, into this thing. It's a lot different now that we're all, you know, more educated and it's hitting close to home. I personally believe if we all do what we're supposed to do, we're going to be done with this thing here in the next two or three weeks. I also personally believe if we don't get a fucking handle on this, we're going to be dealing with this thing for months, and we don't want to do that. We've already seen Agreed. China taking, uh, you know, they're starting to get back on uh, on track. Um, Italy, uh, Italy is very – Italy's most – and here when we talk about other countries, Italy is – anybody who has died during the coronavirus is getting lumped into the damn coronavirus. Somebody died of a fucking heart attack. Uh, after they were dead, they tested positive for coronavirus, and they're counting that towards the coronavirus. That's not exactly what, what we need. What we need is for everybody, and especially here at home, is to be forthright, to be honest. If you're not feeling well or you're sick, you better keep your ass where, where you are. Um, find, get some help. Call. We'll, you're not going to go hungry or that sort of thing. But we all need to realize as we move forward here that this is a, a thing that everybody is dealing with. We desperately need to get some industries back online. And when it's ready, Rob Lopes and the boys need to get out there and hit it fucking hard because we don't have – those guys are going to – we go in here to make, Billy – um, if some of those teams are not getting paid and they're not able to pay everybody, it's just like just like people at your job, Billy. It's just like people, of, you know, where I'm at. I, I'm I right now am able to go to work. I'm a uh, technically an, an essential employee because I'm doing new construction. I'm already under contract. I don't have more than uh, ten people working in any, any area. Yeah. That sort of thing. I, I'm actually lucky as fuck. But I get to dress up in a bunch of fucking gloves and masks and, and not touch anything as I go out and I drive from my home to my open air job site um, and talk with nobody without a mask on that sort of thing and, and then get back in my truck and come home. But I, not everybody is in the same is in the same boat um, uh, as I am. And uh, this is this is a very interesting time. You realize this is a racing podcast and we're still talking about racing, but none of us know exactly how it's going to go. And it's interesting to see how how perspectives are changing, you know, how how America is looking at this thing. I remember when it was happening in China in December, I was like, I'm fucking Chinese. They got another damn bird flu over there, another pig flu over there or something. And then three weeks later, I was like, oh, shit, they're shutting down entire cities in China. Wuhan has three million people in it. What? And so we're dealing with it. It's all going to be okay if we do the things we need to do. We'll get back to some normalcy. But normalcy, and I caution everybody, normalcy season maybe not be normal until six months from now when we've been able to recover from this. So 
will we all be happy when we go racing and we can actually see Rob at the damn track doing some things and that sort of thing. But it's going to take regular old Americans. It's going to take a while to get back to normalcy. And, and the one thing that I'm actually excited about, and we're going to bring Rob Lopes in here again. Um, Rob Lopes is a, uh, is a, he's not a, he's not a special guest anymore, Billy Bradley. He's just a damn, he, he's a damn host, but he's a special guest today because yeah. I got to tell you, um, Ryan Newman is doing a few things. I've seen him on social media. He actually, or somebody on his team <laughs> tweeted, hey, there's a lot of Ryan Newman bullshit out there. Here's my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, he put it out there and all that. Hell, we may see Ryan Newman racing in a damn car. He may not miss when we go any by. more races. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, this, if, this, if this benefits anybody other than to get these damn 1 p.m. start times back, yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I was really upset when I mean a lot of reasons I was upset, but Ryan Newman is kind of the one of the last of the old guard. You know, you got Kevin Harvick, you got Ryan Newman. They're I guess they're the two oldest racing Billy. I don't think there's anybody else that are still you know on on the top of their game. I would consider Ryan Newman. And 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 Kevin Harvick still on top of their game. Newman, I, mean, I, I would say Newman Harvick, uh, Jimmy. Okay, um, Jimmy. Yes, of course. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, and, and Kurt Busch. You know. And that's it. Kurt. And, and, yeah, I, and I would go with Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kurt Busch yeah. was, was the champion in 2004. It's about the time that uh, you know Ryan Newman, the Rocket Man, got on the scene, and Jimmy Johnson was just coming in. He's part of that old guard, Billy. That I, I was upset. And I was like, damn, I want him to. You know, once I knew he was alive, okay, I was like, damn, I hope he gets back soon when it became possible. Because I want to see him race again. When Ryan Newman is gone, we have lost an era. I mean, I, the guy is the hardest son of a bitch on the track to pass. And, and I'm not a Kevin Harvick fan, but you better believe I want to watch him race because we've never seen anybody race like Kevin Harvick before. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, and, 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 and this is – I'm hopeful that when we go back racing, Ryan Newman is healthy and he's ready to go because, Billy, I'd love to see him race the rest of this year. I mean, I'd like to see him race as long as he wants to, but I definitely am excited to see him back on the track. And by just from from Texas, from Texas looking through the Internet, he looks like he's doing pretty damn well. I mean, I mean um, I don't, you haven't had any contact or anything, Rob, since you've been – I mean, you're, I mean you, you don't have any idea about um, how he's doing or anything, do you? Um, I will say this to back up Billy's standpoint his comment is if there's ever been a positive or something positive to come from this at this point in time, at least in our little world, in our little circle track world, yeah. it is the fact that Ryan Newman has time to gain his strength and, and heal fast, heal better without missing seat time and without missing race. Because everybody knows that when it comes to concussion-type cases and stuff like that, it's time. That's yeah. what heals. Yeah. And the fact that he's able to get this time basically for free mm-hmm. because yeah. he's not missing races, he's yeah. not missing seat time, because right. right now everybody out there is missing the same amount of time, seat yep. time that he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come it. back stronger and healthier than he was and more excited, mm-hmm. and we, we as a team have been keeping in contact with each other, and I'm not going to bore yeah. everybody with the, the stuff we talk about and even some mm-hmm. of the craziness that we exchange yeah. via text message and such, <laughs> but uh, the, this is all something that we've thought about together. It's like, man, you know, there's, there's definitely one team that's benefiting from this time off, and that's yeah. the six. Of course. Yeah. And then you got these other teams that's going – I mean, just like you said, all these other drivers have been outside of the car too. I mean, you know, so it's, it's going to be pretty much a level playing field when we get back. Yeah. Basically, well, you're exactly right. Yeah. It's, listen, it's, it's – there, there are some – and I keep reminding um, my daughter. My daughter's 19. She's in Moorhead, Kentucky, trying to move into her new apartment, Billy Bradley. They kicked her out of the dorms. Boy. Um, and she's she's by herself. I mean, her mom's up there, you know, kind of close. Her brother's kind of close, but 
She's 19. She's, she can't get anywhere. Um, I'm damn sure not putting her on a plane and sending her someplace. So she gets a little nervous, a little bent out of shape, a little scared every now and again. <laughs> and uh, I, I just keep telling her the positives that, that we have going on. And, and, and there's tons of positives if you choose to look at them. If you choose to look at all the negativity, that's all you're going to see. That's one of the reasons why I like to listen to Rob Lopes's or, or read Rob Lopes's, uh, uh daily inspiration because I like first thing out of the gate, I like to get that. something positive. I like to get moving in a, in but, a forward direction. But that? Dan, in, in all honesty, I, I went to the doctor the other day. There was another lady I've spoken with about this virus. Her daughter was in the same situation as your daughter is. Had yeah. busted her ass, was graduating college at 19. With, I mean, she wasn't, didn't have, of course, wasn't a bachelor's degree, but, you know, yeah. she has worked her ass off to get to mm-hmm. this point. You know, granted, it's out of her hand, but, yeah. you know, I understand the frustration that will be coming from her. Oh, no, no, no. It's absolutely. And thank God that I don't have that frustration because I'd be a miserable <laughs> prick. And some people would yeah. say, what, you can be even more miserable, you prick? But, yeah, I'd be a miserable prick or something like that. I'll just put it this way, Billy Bradley. If there was a bourbon convention that I was missing this weekend because of this goddamn virus, there would be hell to pay, son. There would be <laughs> hell to pay if I was missing a bourbon conference. But, um, I listen, there's we, we – we all know what's going on. We all know where we need to focus and that sort of thing. Um, I'll be honest with you, doing this, uh, doing these podcasts, uh, we've done twice this, done two of them this week. And I, I swear to God, I feel like I could do four because it's just nice to do normal things. It's nice to talk to you two guys like like we always did and, and stay in contact and that sort of thing, especially as we're social distancing ourselves from from other people, and it's just uh, it's, it's good to do as much as you can in normalcy, and then create, you know, what the new the new norm is uh, moving forward. Now, Billy, you are um, uh, you are currently off work here for the rest of this week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be off all week. Now, I saw your periscope that um, you were pissed because your kids <laughs> are taking over your hunting room for the video room. Now, and now, Rob Lopes, I want you to listen to this. Billy Bradley has two damn kids, uh, and and he still has a hunting room in his house. I, first of all, you son of a bitch, I can't believe you've had one this long, okay? Number one, I can't believe you've got a hunting room in your house. Number two, it's about time you lost it to, to one of your kids, so I can't say that I'm I'm super upset about that, but I hope to God you get him a little eye racing wheel so he can – uh, race the shit out of Jimmy Wags and maybe knock him into the fence a couple times. Nothing would make me happier than your son uh, knocking the hell out of Jimmy Wags on the track. Well, we're going. Does Jimmy Wags I race? He's doing uh, PS4. Um, uh, isn't okay. that what it is, so Billy? He's, he's getting an eye racing setup. He, he yeah. has ordered it. Gotcha. Uh, but he he's on the PS4, the NASCAR Heat for right now. And as soon as we get done, like he's sitting, literally sitting right here at the door waiting on me. We're going to Walmart <laughs> to get him the game and see if they have it. Uh, excellent. <laughs> I, that, listen, I may tune in just to that. That's fantastic. Billy, do, do you know what Twitch is, Billy? I do. Okay. Do you have it? Is it downloaded? I downloaded it for something last week. Maybe that replacement trade. With, okay. Uh, TJ Major and all did. them when they did. Yeah. All right, listen, Rob Lopes, I, I need you to do something. Rob, do you have Twitch? Do you know what Twitch is? The only thing I know about Twitch is that's what happens when we pit too much at, like, Atlanta and Homestead and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I start doing when the caution comes out every 10 laps. Other than that, yeah. I have no idea what Twitch is. When the, when the crew when the crew Don't worry, Rob. At you, Rob, what kind of tires we got back there with laps on? You're like, fuck, I think he's had 30 on them. I'm not sure what. Yeah, then you start twitching like a son of a bitch, don't you? <laughs> that's it. You guys, and I'm sorry, I'm just totally ignorant to the situation can either one of you explain no, to me I'm what with twitch you, is? yeah no <laughs> what what twitch is okay in a nutshell is you need to go create a twitch account uh, and i'm telling you no, everybody here who doesn't well it, you're, you're gonna like it. it's gonna it's gonna be fun and i'll tell you why because when you have a twitch account you can actually watch um you can actually watch a camera 
So, like, I can watch my son play his uh, – my son is a very good League of Legends player. Like, he was on the team in Dallas. There was five guys on the team in Dallas, and they played other other cities across the country. He was one of those – he was one of the top five players in Dallas. So, he's – he's he's pretty good. That's all you need to know. Um, He's he's not quite the Garrett Smithley of iRacing, Billy Bradley. But um, he's he's fighting to be up there racing on the on the on the front lines with Dale Jr. and those guys. He's he's close if you talk about it in the League of Legends thing. So on Twitch, all the good um, gamers, you can see them playing. You, so you can log in to their camera. You can see what they're seeing, and you can see them at the same time. So uh, Bubba Wallace has broadcasted. Um, you know, playing PUBG. He used to. He used to like just give out his gamer tag and, and people play with him or play against him and you could watch him on, on Twitch. And so when you're on Twitch, you can toggle back and forth between all your all your favorite drivers. You can see what they're saying, you can listen to what they're talking to and all this all that kind of stuff. It's an absolute great, phenomenal thing and, and I've had a I so the, the the guy right here that everybody called a boomer last week, Billy, I've had a Twitch account I probably had a Twitch account five years. Do you remember when we gave Dale Jr. the banner when he retired, Billy Bradley? I do. What were my son and I talking about in the car right before we got out and gave it to him? Uh, some kind of damn video game that was way over my head. Some kind of damn video game. I've been playing video games <laughs> on a high level for five fucking years, okay? I just don't want to watch iRacing when there's any real competition going on. But if you download Twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H, it will make your gaming experience, and especially this race Sunday, it will make this race Sunday so, unbelievable. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Let me stop you just So, like, I just downloaded it just to watch watch the race last year. Our yep. last, the, the first race they done with Junior and Tyler Overstreet and all them, it wasn't the actual. Yeah. So I can go in there Sunday and look and like type in one of their names and listen to what they're saying. Is that what you? Yes, yes sir, you can. Twitch is an online oh, wow. platform, just like Twitter is an online platform, just like Periscope's an online platform. Uh, but it's an online platform that allows users to watch or broadcast their, via live stream the video of what you're doing. So I can literally watch what Denny Hamlin is doing. I, mean, I just log in if he's if he's broadcasting on Twitch, which it sounded like they all were, um, that you can just log in. I, I can watch Jimmy Johnson from his seat. I see what Jimmy Johnson is seeing because there's a camera. I'm, I'm looking at his feed. I'm looking what. So when I play, um, so my son will get in the game with me on PUBG, which is a first-person shooter game, and he will live stream it on Twitch. And people will always ask him who the dumbass sloppy yellow is that's always getting killed before everybody else because you're watching <laughs> his feed and I'm the worst one of all his buddies and when we play. And so there's hundreds of people watching me on my son's um, Twitch feed and I, I don't, you know, but, but they're watching my son. So you can absolutely do that. You can toggle back and forth. You can hear audio commentary from the player if they have it turned on and all that kind of stuff. It's a, if you're going to fucking do this, do it right. Download Twitch. It's not that fucking hard. Just go Twitch, iRacing, boom, and you'll be in there and you'll and and you'll find it. It's kind of like it, it'd be like going to a race and not having a, a fucking headset on to listen to, um, you know, the crew chief ask somebody or tell tell Ryan Newman, hey, um, Lope said we got um, a set of tires with 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 twenty laps on them. We're gonna put them on here if we need them at the end of at the end of Atlanta, blah, 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 or whatever it is. I mean, if you're going to do this thing, do it for real and find out exactly what all this stuff is for. <laughs> T-W-I-T-C-H, I'll send you a link. Hell, I'll even, I'll even tweet a link to Twitch so everybody can have it. It's, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you're going to do this shit, you might as well do it right. It's completely free. It, it, it doesn't require anything. It just All you got to do is, is create an account, and then you can, you can click, you know, kind of like, when you have a Twitter account, Billy, and you follow Rob Lopes, you follow Sloppy Yellow, you follow Dale Jr. When you create a Twitch account, you just go in and you you add favorite channels to your to your list. So you could you could add Dale Jr.'s channel to your list. You could add Denny Hamlin. You can add iRacing to your list, just like you can do uh, on Twitter. You can add Dale Jr., Denny Hamlin, and iRacing. You can follow all those things. You do the same thing with Twitch. It's just a 
uh, I mean, hell, have you ever heard of that? Ah, fuck, I can't remember the name of this game. But there's a game that it's like a it's like a virtual board game, um, and and we download. So um, if wherever my wife is in the country, I'm in the country. My son, my daughter-in-law, my daughter, we'll just get on Twitch and we'll play a board game together in different in different cities across America. And, and Twitch is a wonderful thing. It's not difficult. It sounds difficult, but just download it. Go to it. This really isn't a, a Twitch infomercial, but it's kind of turned into one. But Rob, I think you would really yeah. like it. Um, I, I think you would really enjoy as much of a gearhead as you are, and all you will understand so much more than just listening to Jeff Gordon talk on a basic level. Um, you know, on on the broadcast, which, which is fine. But if if you're into racing and you need to have a Twitch account, it's like it's like me or Billy going to a race without a headset. It would it would just be dumb because we know what. We understand the vernacular. We understand, you know, enough stuff that uh, that a headset to us isn't confusing. Uh, Twitch would not be confusing to you. All you got to do is just log in, sign up. I'll send you a link to it. You can do it. You'll have a you'll have a hell of a good time. I promise you. Um, now that we're done right on. with Twitch, um, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure we need to do anything better for the good of the community than what we're already doing. Um, Billy, Rob, you either one of you guys have anything to add? No, I'm actually just looking through this Twitch app now. I did find Bubba Wallace. Yeah, Bubba Wallace gets on there all the time. PUBG is my favorite game. It's the only game I really play. Um, it's the only game I really play. I play it religiously. I play every day. I get on there for and – I, and I play uh, team mode. So what that means, Rob, is that um, uh, four guys get – four random people get put on a team, and we're a squad, and we got to go out, and, and we, we jump out of an airplane. Uh, you know what? I'll send you my Twitch feed. Um, I'll send you my Twitch feed, Rob, so you can watch me play video games on Twitch. Sounds like a blast, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I, that way I know. See that hesitation. That way I'll know. <laughs> that way I'll know uh, who the crazy one in Texas is—the first one to get eliminated from whatever yeah. contest he happens to be in. It'll be me. Oh, you Until you can. It. My name is Sloppy Yellow. Until you so can, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, you can re up or reset or yeah, spawn, you know, spawn or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, we, we, the, see, PUBG is a man's game. You don't spawn, you die. You got, you got to leave and go somewhere else. And what's funny? What's funny is Dale Jr. and Brett Griffin both play PUBG, but both of those guys play it on a damn iPad. Billy, the iPad is like. I mean, that's something that even kids don't play on an iPad because it's so elementary and basic. So elementary and basic. And uh, But somehow, but somehow, Billy, I'm a boomer, although I'm just explaining what <laughs> Twitch is. I've had it for five years. I had tickets to go see a League of Legends tournament in Dallas. Uh, actually, it was in Plano, uh, the first week of April. And um, I'm getting ready to live stream to Rob Lopes on my Twitch account. I feel like I've entered a new dimension. We didn't go to a new uh, a new century, Billy Bradley. We went to a new universe with this damn thing all of a sudden. Man, you ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, fuck it, I like I it even, a lot better when I'm smoking ribs. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't even going to drink today, but I might change that idea right now. <laughs> Hey, that's the Dude. name of the podcast right there. I wasn't even going to drink today, but now I'm changing my mind. <laughs> All right, listen, folks, stay safe, social distance. If you're sick, stay home. If you're not, do what you can to broaden your mind, broaden your horizons, stay healthy, exercise, do some push-ups, sit-ups, <laughs> do whatever you guys do to, um, to, to not go stir-crazy. Let's um, let's all get ready for the race on Sunday for Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley. I'm Dado. Y'all stay safe. <laughs> stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> well, that marks the end of our show. Thanks for listening to Off the Rails, and we hope to see you again next week.